saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm Spencer, there's Dennis, Joel will be on in a second, but we got the banks, we got Walgreens, we got Domino's, earnings reports, Taiwan Semiconductor, actual earnings reports to talk about causing volatility, which you know that we like. You know that we like. We'll re- we'll talk about yesterday as well. We'll recap that 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 session. We'll talk about Boeing as well. I want to talk about a couple of Chinese stocks if we have time. We'll take questions from the chat. Mark Chaykin will be on today in a few, probably call it like fourteen minutes or so. There's Joel. Good morning. Good morning. I'm excited. It's Thursday. It's day one of our cannabis conference, which is going to happen next after this show. And I'm in a great mood. So, Joel, pull up your charts for us, please. And while Joel is doing that, everyone, take two seconds out of your life and hit that good old like button for me, please. And thank you. Reminder, in two days is the pre-market prep Saturday extravaganza boot camp after party, morning party, brunch. You know, no, I'm changing the name. It's now called Brunch with Joel and Dennis. That's what it's called. Brunch with Joel and Dennis. Premarketprep.com, noon to 1230. Check it out joel good morning how good morning are you? spencer you how sound you, you got a little pep in your step you sound I, a little yes bit... i am feeling good i'm feeling good i mean I'm going i long i'm going long to spencer going to the office on monday that would not be the worst bet that would okay. not be the worst the worst trade to make I'll I'll, I'll 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 give you some inside info on that that wouldn't be the worst idea okay um that, that's my goal monday Back at the office. We'll see. I don't even know if they're going to let me back. <laughs> I have to should probably check with somebody first. But anyway, how are we doing? This We're doing morning? great. I mean, we had a we had a strong close yesterday, and uh, and then boom, five uh, six o'clock open fifty four seventy five. That's one tick below the close. Tick fifty four, and boom, just took out the pair of highs at sixty five. Didn't even blink there, making new highs as we speak. Ninety four seventy five. A uh, couple targets on the upside, a uh, pair of highs from Friday and Monday at 07.75. So that's another 14 handles. And then the high from last week at 21.50. So that's what we got up there. A uh, little bit of range trading, moving up towards the upper end of the range, uh, helped by some of these banks that good at earnings today. Uh, crude, that's up 89 cents at 81.33. High the move, 82.18. Gold, uh, up. Well, it's a two-day move right now. Uh, been over eighteen hundred, but now only up three ten at seventeen ninety-seven eighty. Silver clears twenty-three, up twelve and a half cents at twenty-three twenty-nine point five. Bitcoin did take out the fifty-eight uh three fifty pair of highs, but back under, still up two thirty-five fifty-seven nine eighty-five. Ethereum waking up. That's up two hundred thirteen dollars at thirty-seven sixty-four. Uh, Triple D, was that you? Did you just like start bidding at six o'clock last night and just not stop? Was that you bidding up the spider and uh, in the spoos, or what was it? Oh, wait, Dennis, you're on mute. Dennis, oh, no. what was the mute trick? 
Look at that. Too busy trading, not paying attention. I started talking to you, and it's the old mute trick. No, I'm doing the same thing I'm doing all the time. I mean, this market is like clockwork. It's fade everything. If we don't wind the show to yesterday, what are we saying yesterday morning? Oh, it's looking bad. You were all nervous, Joel. Nervous about the market making up, taking out the new lows. And what happens? They turn around. They stay down for a couple hours. They kept leaking. To, you know, you did say, you know, and we kept leaking off the jobs number or the, or the CPI, CPI number. But then, you know, what we do? We turn around once we get down about, you know, two spy points, 20 S&P points. We start buying them. And they buy them, and they buy them, and they buy them, 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 they buy them overnight. And now what do we do? We come all the way back up to resistance. 40 handles. You got a nice move. It's not even – it's 40 handles from the close, but from the lows of yesterday, we were up 70. Ooh, nice. Every single – you can just actually – I don't even have to do the show anymore. You can just keep me on repeat. Just fading everything. 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 Fade your moves. It's the market that's stopping out all stops. So we talked about this in the pre-market. If you got a stop below, you're probably going to get triggered because when you're going like this, you're getting hit with your stops. So you're buying the dip and selling the rip. And actually, when you're getting stopped out, you probably should be buying the stock. So the undercut and rallies are working. Breakouts in certain stocks are, but most stocks, they're not. We're just going to continue to chop around. I'm going to continue to repeat myself until it doesn't work anymore because once you find a trend, you need to keep taking money from that trend as long as possible as long as the trend stays intact what is the trend the trend is no trend <laughs> the trend is just fade everything we just ride 70 handles am i buying it up here hell no are we going to go up another 20 points maybe but i you know what i probably we're going to be back down next week on some other headline and back down at 435 again so you know whatever you were buying yesterday I'm probably selling today as a day trade, you know, as the short-term trades, overnight trades, buying the dips, selling the reps, selling short the reps, buying the dips until further notice. Can I compliment you on your attire? I know. Wait, I was that was for you, Joel. Know, I actually wore that the other day, too. Dennis just changed his shirt in, like, the, the, the two minutes. Before. Yeah, because because I didn't want to wear the same shirt that I wore for the <laughs> for yesterday. So I figured I better change my shirt. That Showering is, is uh you know, Rich Rod, we had Adidas when Rich Rod, and we haven't, that, that shirt's got to be like seven, eight years old because we haven't had Adidas Peril, um, I don't think, since like 2014, 2015. So, but anyways, it's a nice shirt. Making new highs nice as we. Says. I like that shirt. I do. I do. I mean, <laughs> I, I, have, I have plenty of Michigan shirts, but. Um, Anyways, let, let's get to. I mean, the banks are the banks are helping out as we discussed in the pre pre market show. JP Morgan set a low bar with the revenue miss, that nice EPS beat, and then uh, bank. What do you want to do? Bank of America. The we oldest. will do all of them together because here's the situation: Bank of America, Wells Fargo, uh, City, and Morgan Stanley all out this morning with their Q3 EPS and sales, and all six, no, eight of those numbers came in above the estimates mm. everybody beat on the headline everybody beats everybody everybody beats. Beats. every bank and thank you jp morgan for setting the bar so low for every other bank out there because we know the jp morgan numbers even though they were okay they weren't fantastic and they hammered the stock on it what does that do immediately sets the bar lower for every bank that's reporting the next day on one of the biggest bank earnings days we've ever had so, yeah, so you go through them all, like he was saying, or Spencer was saying, Morgan Stanley, up 2% in the pre-market. 
Wells Fargo up 1.2% of the pre-market. Bank of America kicking butt and taking names up 2.85% of the pre-market. Citigroup up 1.69% of the pre-market. USB up as well. Am I chasing these bank earnings? No. I don't chase anything in this environment because it's not the environment to chase in. But what I will say is that, you know, obviously if you're in them, even Bank of America, let's go start with that one, Joel. You're going to come in and buy this thing at 44 and a half right now when it's 30 cents off the highs? Uh if I if, if I did if I did I'd be out there at forty four eighty two and I would say come and get me no matter what happens I would leave my offer out there and I would wait three highs in a row forty four eighty seven eighty one eighty two the seller that probably was at the point moved down to ninety probably big size at ninety. I mean that you just got to pay attention to that level. That's it. That's it. I'm, not, I'm only going to give one level, and that's potential resistance in Bank America. If it did come down to the top of yesterday's range, I'd see. I'd have some interest in buying it, but not up here. What so about the other? What about the, the other, other ones? The other ones. Okay, yeah. Citigroup. Man, we never talk about Citigroup. Uh, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. That you know why I don't is- talk about Citigroup? I still. This was one. That I had in my long, I bought Citigroup in my long-term portfolio in about 2002, and it went up and it went up and it went up, and then in 2007, 2008, it went kaplooey. What what did it do? And if you go to the long-term chart, you can say, oh well, if you just buy and hold, it eventually comes back. Ah 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 ah. Not so fast because Citigroup did a one for ten reverse split. And actually, the I believe the high, the all-time high is around $650. Oh, look at that. Buy and hold doesn't work. Buy and hold did not work in Citigroup. And I've had people say that to me, you know, when I've talked to City in the past. Like, you just buy these banks, eventually they always come back. Nope. Nope. Not when you dilute yourself. They didn't make it out of the financial crisis. JP Morgan did not have to dilute themselves. That's why that stock came back. Actually, Wells Fargo, I don't believe, diluted themselves much either because Wells Fargo has actually been a, a better performer over the last course of the last 20 years than Citigroup. But if you look at the Citigroup chart, yes, those highs are real, $550. I got five. I had, I I got had bought it at, I think, about 40 which was 400 It had a nice run to 500 or to you know 55 which would be 550 And then it went down and down and down, and eventually I wrote it off because it was never coming back. And you know what? It never really did. Never came back. Look at Bank of America. Look how far that off is all-time high. Look at that. That's What's still... the all-time high Bank of America? Yeah, it's still significantly off as well. A lot of these yeah. banks never came back after the financial crisis because they started diluting themselves. When your company starts diluting itself, seriously, that's where you got problems. AIG, I knew you were going to go AIG. This is the <laughs> ugliest one of them he all. He always goes there. The ugliest one of them all. Go back just for fun because we everybody believes that stocks just always go up. Oh my goodness, they don't. $1,400, 56. You think you're getting your money back at 1400 Never. You know why? Because if it ever goes back to 1400 it would be the most valuable company in the world. See, why? See, because they diluted what, themselves so much to survive the financial crisis. It was that bad. Well, you don't realize there's I have a time horizon of 250 years. So if I, I will eventually get my money back in AIG. It'll take I don't know the, if you will or I not. I don't think you will. Let's just for fun see what the market cap really would be of AIG. So $56. Oh my God. I think These are be, good exercises. This would it would be I think it would be like $56. So we're going to get out your calculator. Spencer, get out the calculator right. put it on the screen. I'm going to give you the math, numbers to type math in. Class. These are big numbers. Math class. Boring. So we're going to math class. $56 times there is 
855 million shares. Uh, my calculator. calculator. Okay, my, my calculator. Yeah. Okay, hang on that. Hold on. Okay, we're going to go like this. So we're going to 855 million. 855 million. Right. Yeah. Times. What was the all time high? 1500 bucks? Uh, for AIG? Yeah, I don't know. Ballpark it. It's fine. Or City. Yeah, so if it goes Which back one? to the all time high. Which one are you talking about? AIG. Uh, for AIG to get back to the all-time high, the market cap would be $1.3 trillion. 1451 So it I would not be the most right, valuable actually. company. <laughs> I think that's right. It would be a trillion-dollar company. It would have to be. Yep. $1.3 trillion is where okay. it needs to go. Is that right? That can't be right. It has to be more than that, doesn't it? It can't be right. No. one. Y- no, maybe, a trillion maybe, dollars. I'm maybe talking about. Like, dollars, not getting, US getting dollars. to just be ridiculous. That's nothing. One, two, three. What's that? There's so many zeros here. I can't yeah, go that can't. high. Yeah. Two five hundred million, two hundred and eighty two. Yeah, one point three trillion. That's right. You might as well have the trillion dollar coin AIG. So you think you're getting your money back? Is AIG going to be a one point three trillion dollar company? Personally, I don't think so. Never even talked. That's about called it. dilution, my friends. When your stock is diluting itself, it's time to get hit the exits. Unless they're doing it for good reasons. And then those good reasons are for growth. So bottom okay, line. Okay, now that I've upset all you guys. Bottom you, line, almost four, almost four banks yeah. not for today. Bottom line, Joel, almost. Four <laughs> oh, no, I just want to, uh, just real quick. We really that was a tangent and a half there. Um, if you're basing it on the high of the move, I mean, City C looks like it has some room to run. Seventy one fifty five. You're not even at your two day high, just under seventy two. Uh, the high of the move, way over seventy three. Wells far low. Uh, that's bouncing back or, oh boy, a major resistance over 48. Let's focus on your two day high here, uh, 47.53. And if you don't hold yesterday's high, 46.57 will give some back. So, uh, and Morgan Stanley had a good quarter, mm-hmm. right? Mm, mm-hmm. Let's see here. That's got, that's got some, room that's a real all time high on Morgan Stanley too, I believe. Yeah. One oh six. It yes. didn't do the kind of dilution. The big Goldman, Morgan, a lot of them didn't have to dilute because they, they actually didn't have pure banking businesses either and have all you know the, the bad housing loans. Uh, yeah. What do you got? You got this is an interesting area just for you, Morgan Stanley traders. Uh, trio of highs. So it's called 10075. You haven't hit that yet. All right. It is 815. Let's bring on our guest today. Give a little song for Chaken. Uh, I don't have a song. He's been on long enough. You got to have a song for Chaken. I can make him a song. How about that for next time? Should be something with Shaken in it. Bacon Uh, with Shaken. I'm sure he has not heard that. In honor of the cannabis conference. That should be the name of this segment. Okay. All right. Mark Shaken. Good morning, sir. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning. How about the walls of the Toreadors? Because I'm bullish. Yeah, look at the ball. But are you chasing the move in the last few days? I'm shaking the move. You're shaking. The yeah, move. there we go. No, he's uh, bullish and he's bare. He's doing the right thing. You're buying dips, selling reps, right, dips. Mark? I'm buying dips. I there you been, go, um, Kathy style. 
there's so much bearishness or skepticism out there. Even yesterday with JP Morgan reporting, they finished down on the day, but today is going to break that. This is going to be the first day, first quarter and six quarters that City and Bank America will trade higher on the day of the earnings. Now, that's a big deal because people have been really skeptical. Analysts have been cutting their estimates coming into earnings. We've been, yeah, I'm sure you've all talked about the pattern of four closes in the bottom uh, quarter of the range in a row for NASDAQ and SPY, and that always leads to 30-day positive performance, like 82% of the time. So I, and the market is set up to succeed here, not to fail in earnings and, season. And tell me which stocks you're looking at, because there is some stocks set up to fail. So they're not all going to go. So which which sectors are you looking at? Well, I'm looking at capital markets. And today, Morgan Stanley gives you a lot of courage here. Uh, obviously, Goldman Sachs will ride the coattails of that. But yeah. I like Blackstone Group. That's a way for the individual investor to buy into private equity, early stage financing, real estate. It's it's a great play. It's not going to double, yeah. but they've got you know new money coming in. I think forty seven billion came in in the last quarter, and there it's a fee based company. They earn ninety seven basis points on their on about 80, 80 to ninety percent of their assets. So it's a really interesting stock. Uh, it's a way for the average investor to have exposure to private equity in a meaningful way, and I like it. But there are there are sexier plays, but this is a solid. Well, what's, play. The, what's the other one? KKR is the other big one. Right? Yeah, KKR has come under a little pressure. You've got the two principals resigning. I think there's a a little bit of uncertainty about what happens without Kravis and Roberts. But hmm. um, what do you they, think about that? I mean, these they're kind of just stepping. Was this like a planned succession? Is some, I mean, it just yeah, seemed like it kind of came out. Unless there's a Leon Black in their closet. Yeah, yeah I know. That's what I was thinking. No, they, they, George Roberts is a straight arrow. <laughs> I know. Uh, I worry about those emails you sent in 2011. <laughs> exactly. Like John Gruden. Oh, my God. Yeah. Watch, watch what you say in, in print and on the air. Jokes. So I also continue to like cybersecurity. I mean, every mm -hmm. day we read about email um, fraud about, you know, companies being compromised because of uh, breaches. And there are some, I, I still like Fortinet. It came down very viable in the 290 area. We've talked about it a lot. So, uh, I'm, and I'm trying to find some small cap names in cybersecurity. That one hasn't broken out yet. So no. maybe, you know, that one's maybe a sleepy one that's got a catch up trade. Because you look at like CyberArk and you think, okay, it's gone. I mean, it yeah. had a breakout over she 170, and boom, we're 181 yep. this morning. Um, interesting, you know. And CrowdStrike had pulled back. It gave you about it gave you about a month here, you know, where we're hanging out at the lows, and then boom, yesterday CRWD. It's like these favorite stocks stay out of favor for a little while, and then the market shows a little bit of life, and those ones that are and in boom. favor are the leaders. Yep, I agree with you. And uh, Fortinet is rich. I mean, it's 97 times earnings, so uh, it's got to catch up to the current price, but it tends to make new highs uh, a little bit behind the market. So uh, there's a lot to like in this market. And I think there's a key level that I want to point out on the triple Qs. It's the 370 level on the upside. Let's see, Let's see here. And it's not apparent on the chart, but this is where the deal of gamma kicks in. And I don't know this. Based on my own research, I have a service that does this. Uh, but 
Uh, Why don't you explain that, Mark? That's a, it's a, you know. Well, it, it has to do with the open, uh, Dennis is probably better at this than I am. It has to okay, do Dennis, with you open that. interest in the futures and the options and where, where the dealers feel they've got to get more aggressive at amping up their hedges. In other words, if they're long because people are selling uh, out of the money puts, for instance, and it goes to a certain level, they, they, there are all these gamma theorists around and they tend to be right. I think the new market structure, normally I didn't pay attention to what the computers were doing and when, but so much it's all activity. sophisticated hedging yeah and this and it's the dealers yeah. and there's so much it's the citadels of the world and the high the, the people who are market makers and there's an awful lot of options activity and futures activity that the institutions are doing they're selling out of the money puts they're buying protection and we don't see any of this but there's a couple of services no more securities as an institutional analyst Charlie McGilligan, who copies this, and I, I'm not—I don't qualify to subscribe, but there are people who translate his work. And basically, 370 is the level. If you go above that, the dealers have to get aggressive at, at getting long, and yeah, you know, and those types of environments you see uh, like a melt-up kind of situation. How many times has that been relevant? I know, I know, you really explained it well. It was during some of the expirations. Uh, Last year, I don't know if it was the March expiration right. or the June expiration. I know it had a huge impact then. Is it had? I mean, you know, because everyone was really flipped. They were all short uh, heads to the short side, and the market ripped to the upside. I don't. I mean, we're going to have that kind of reaction again. It seemed like maybe that was just like a one or two off last no, year. No, this is this goes on every okay. month. You had it in um, in. Uh, November, December of 2018. That's what created the help create okay. that waterfall. But we are in an options expiration week, and this year has been different. Uh, 2021, typically, uh, Dennis, again, you be my uh, conscience on this. Typically, the market has gone up um, in the week before options expiration and then sold off afterward. This year has been different, uh, except for September. Uh, the market has gone. Up in option, uh, down in options expiration week. We're going to break that mold here. I mean, the biggest issue is what you often see, and I used to talk about the Monday effect. The Monday after the options Monday, expiration Monday. is you yep. see liquidity go less because what you have is those options come off the board. So all of a sudden, anybody who's you know using those options and they got those options as hedges and they're playing the stocks off those options. You lose that whole after the third Friday, uh, you know, because not all stocks have weeklies out there. You lose a whole bunch of liquidity there, and that's why you often see bigger moves on the Monday that follows you. The direction is sometimes random, but what I say is sometimes you know, like you'll see a whole there's a whole bunch of open interest. Everybody's got these calls that expire on the Friday, and then all of a sudden the Monday comes around. And that works for the weeklies as well, and all of a sudden volatility picks up on those individual stocks that had a lot of open interest and in, you know, and um, some strikes that are close to where the current price is. So one thing you usually see is the increase in volatility on the Monday. Yeah, the other thing is that there's people front-running these patterns now. So in September, um, instead of the buying that you would have seen on Thursday, Friday, you, you got it on Monday, Tuesday, because everybody's got access to the same information now. You know, Reddit's the great equalizer. 
Mark, do you, the three forty number, the three forty three seventy, sorry, three seventy number in, in the queues. Do you happen to know what that corresponds to on on the, on the in Nasdaq futures or no? This is a question from the chat. Uh, I don't know. No. I, I watch the spiders. I okay. don't watch the. Uh, I, they're usually pretty close. The spiders are a couple of points away in terms of support and resistance from the okay. SPY from the queues so, from the. Um, Index. I, I I just want to get your overall market thoughts here. I mean, yeah, there are pockets of areas that you like that hasn't changed, but it, it it seemed like, at least from your email last night, that that you're just pretty bullish. Like you think earnings season is going to carry us higher. I do because analysts were cutting their estimates coming into earnings season, and typically oh, that, uh, and it's more than just the bar. It means people are leaning the wrong way. Remember Paul Tudor Jones's great comment. You know, I always want to know who's leaning the wrong way in the market. And clearly, if analysts are lowering their estimates, there's a bit of a bearish tone and people are leaning negative. So in addition to overcoming the bar, which I agree with you, it, it means that people who have been sort of expecting a, a, a messy earnings season are now and today's going to be the case. If we can hold these gains today. There's no uh, story in the world that says earnings season is going to. And remember, what are people focusing on? Inflation, supply chain issues. Yeah. Here's the most important story of the day: Port of Los Angeles, Port of Port of Long Beach, California, are now going to be operating on a 24/7 basis. So Walmart. I, I, and, I uh, thought I thought they already were. I didn't. No, know Europe. Was in the Europe, they do, but not. No, we got unions, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a union town. Uh, so yeah, that's a big deal. They're going to break these supply chain uh, bottlenecks. We're going to have more semiconductors, and we know the market's a discounting mechanism. I mean, on the show and, and in my head, I'm always thinking, you know, what's the market going to do today, next week? Stock market's looking ahead six to twelve months and saying, okay, we have inflation now. Yeah, food inflation isn't going away, but what's it going to look like in twelve months? So all these people are saying you've had the peak of the economy, the peak of earnings momentum. I think they're puffing smoke. They're, they're guessing. And in the stock market, you don't want to guess. You just want to. And that's why the trend is so important here. And we have not reestablished the uptrend, by the way. We've got to get above 4,500 in the S&P. Uh, Mark, sounds like you're, uh, you're campaigning for Powell's job over there. February. Oh, boy. Is there is there any rumor to the to that? Transitory. What about what about something that hasn't left a station yet? You know, things that you know you have I mean, bottom picking is uh you know can be a a, a dangerous sport, but some of <laughs> yeah. this some of this yeah. healthcare, I mean like Bristol Myers, are they going out of business? I mean, I know the chicken rating is probably going to be negative on that, but you know, is there anything that you know it, you're, you're liking the, the next rotation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, and it, biotech is actually doing pretty well right now. And okay. There are some. There are some. Uh, D, Dvax is, has a really good chart pattern and has a bullish rating. I'm not What's recommending DVA that. Said? DVAC. I'm, I'm not recommending that one because there. I've got too many vaccine plays in my head. Um, I also think at some point Moderna is going to turn around. It had a bullish rating, obviously, with all the, uh, oh, I wouldn't call it negative news, but with the Merck pill. Um, yeah, the Merck it, pill did all these stocks in. Yeah, Killed. but I, I wouldn't count um, 
Moderna out. Everybody was so excited about the RNA technology. Yeah. And, uh, that's not going to change. And my view is COVID's going to be with us for a long time. So yeah. uh, you got to find ways to play vaccines and so forth. Flu season's coming up. You know, there's this. There's a lot more to our health issues than just, you know, a booster shot and how long is it going to last. I also would look at home builders. I, I'm, I'm scrolling here and trolling to see if we have any bullish rated home They've builders. They've been hit. But the home builders have been hit. And obviously because you get input costs going in, that hits the home builders to a certain extent because people are like, wow, I'm not building a home when, you know, when everything is doubled. I know because I'm building a home. But um, they have been hit. So, you know, eventually you get to an environment maybe where, the, you know, the home builders are actually, I mean, you look at Lennar, Allianz, it's yep. 10 points off the highs. I mean, they're still doing well. It's just a matter of looking forward, you know, how, and I, the market always tries to look forward. Is it going to be less people building homes because the input costs are so high? Well, we've, I've got a small cap home builder that I recommended in July. And what was that? It's called Technoglass, TGLS. It's a Colombian company. Nice. That makes architectural glass, and it's a play on the South Florida housing and building boom. They're primarily office buildings. They make those big sheets of glass that protect you against hurricanes and and other things like that. And it's right at the high. They had an unbelievable quarter. It's thin, so please don't barrel into this one. And they're volatile. These stocks can drop 25 or 30% because the bids evaporate. But uh, it's it's at a uh, double top here and making a new high. I think you know, this is a stock that's proven that they can make money in down markets. But South Florida, we know, is booming and they're just getting into residential. And the nice thing about residential is, sorry about that, guys. Didn't turn my phone nice off. Ringtone. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's uh, probably Horace Silver. It's it's 50s jazz. So, uh, question question from yeah. the chat. Any any oil energy names you like right now? Oh yeah, like, I like the coal stocks. CEIX. You know, the problem is they're all making new highs, and you got to be a real believer. But uh, if you look at so, what some of the major banks are doing, like the, the guy at J.P. Morgan, who's been a guru for the last three years on sectors. Uh, really believes that the energy crisis is just beginning because of a lack of supply. So uh, coal, uh, you know, love it or hate it environment-wise, coal is an alternative to ramping up your drilling rigs and, and getting your fracking uh, programs funded by banks. So coal is in there. You just have to extract it. So CEIX is one that uh, has a great-looking chart. Take a look at that chart and see if you're seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah, nice little pullback to 32 after making that high. Uh, Mark, what about what about big tech? Is it just just leave it alone? Just it's you know it's had its run. It's just going to muddle along because I always look at like yeah you can get your you know you can get market going but you know the big tech the big components of the index. How about Facebook? Well, are you doing any bottom fishing in Facebook? I, well, I don't bottom fish. Some smart people say, look, th this is three companies in one. You're buying Instagram, you're buying WhatsApp, you're yeah, buying Facebook. Yeah. If they break it up, <laughs> it might be worth more than the sum. Of, you know, yep. Some of the parts might be worth that. more. I like Google. It has a neutral plus rating. It just has to get above uh, you know, resistance here to go bullish again. I like Google and NVIDIA uh, in the big cap tech stocks. I think Amazon has troubles. 
the chart pattern on Amazon. It's just been a consolidation for, for so well, but it you know yeah it has and um, you know Je is Jeff is the Jeff Bezos successor going to pull off a Tim Cook? I somehow doubt it. That's worse than a consolidation, Dennis. PPI, excluding food and energy, was up 2% versus the estimate of up 0.5%. I mean, food and energy, I mean, you know, really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> gas prices are at a seven-year high. But but the market knows this. That That's the thing. If you're talking about tapering, if you're talking about inflation, and this is not a surprise. What, what could bite the market if and when is something we're not even looking at right now. You know, do do we have a, a shooting war over Taiwan in some form? You know, does the Chinese... It's always that unexpected it's thing. It's the unexpected. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just can't focus on what's right in front of me, except when I'm looking at the market trends. Fair enough, fair enough. Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics, a longtime veteran of every market cycle, uh, really? So, Mark, yep. we appreciate your insight. Every mic is cycle, Mark. Hey, by, oh, by, by the way, Joel, you were t looking for a nickname for me, and I, I guess I'm late to the party, but has anybody given you the nickname The Three Amigos? The Three uh, of Us? Yeah. <laughs> no. And if so, who's Martin Short? Uh, there's <laughs> this Martin one Short. guy that sends um, emails to um, – uh, he's, he comments on almost every show. Spencer, I, I, I don't send them to you. Um, he calls us a lot of different things. <laughs> they're, and they're, bad, they're, and, and, and they're not all good. But Three Amigos is one of them. Well, he gets really nice mad one. at Spencer. I don't know why he gets so mad at Spencer. Know, Spencer's a, a voice okay. of reason. I, you can be, I, I, I can take whatever you have to say. I can take it. Probably. I'll start yeah. sending them to you. He okay. really. Uh, oh, boy. Goes oh, off. boy. We get a filter that takes care of that. So, yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an area of the market I would look at. Anybody doing email security. Um, and there are a couple of names there I'll talk What's about next. Name? You got a name? Can't hold it. I, I'll hold it till next time. You're going to okay, save it okay. for us. Yeah, that sounds that's good. That's part of tease. Thanks a lot, Mark. All right, you love you guys. Be good. All right, you you as well. You as well. Hey, let's talk about Walgreens here for just a second, and then we got some more stuff I want to get to quickly. We're going to end the show at nine o'clock today, so uh, let's go to Walgreens because they had Walgreens. earnings, and I, I this one makes sense in hindsight. Uh, the earnings beat, the sales beat, and apparently Walgreens gave out twice as many COVID vaccines as they thought they were going to, which when you think about all the vaccine mandates kind of is like a duh, like why didn't I think of that type of thing? In any case, I know the stock is off its pre-market high, but Joel, uh, what's it doing this morning? Well, I'll give you two things. Major resistance at 49. I mean, look at all those highs just under 49, but I'll give you a more important tip on Walgreens. Don't go to the Walgreens at 14 and middle about after the close between 4.15 and 4.30. It is okay. just absolutely jammed. Okay, like the they... line to pick up anything, to pick up a prescription, to, to buy anything. Incredible lines there. So that okay. in 49. I don't want to go to a lot of these Wal <coughs> Walgreens in San Francisco either. That's well, what someone the chat, someone yeah, the chat was saying. They're closing yeah. six of them just because of shoplifting. They can't. I don't. I don't get it. Why can't you like stop? Like I see this video. I don't understand. I see this video of the one guy just blatantly shoplifting and putting stuff in his bag. It's the one that went viral. 
Why are they not grabbing him and arresting him? I don't understand. I maybe they just the like he just, just says go away. I'm like he's taking this stuff, and they're just like kick him out of the store with all the stuff. Maybe they just don't, I don't care get it at all. I don't know. Maybe the worker don't. Maybe they're under staff, and they're like, I, well, there was like a security officer there too. Why would they not oh. detain that guy and arrest him? I don't understand at all. I don't so, know. Uh, I can't understand what's going on in San Francisco with uh, shoplifting. It's really out of hand, apparently, and that's you know sad. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know. They got to like crack down on that. That's a major uh, issue, man. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, he's forty nine. Anyway. I haven't looked at CVS in a while. Whatever happened to that J.P. Morgan Warren Buffett it, no, Amazon? No, no. It's it's, it, no? it's dead. It's dead. It's They're dead. saying, yeah. and I did hear this that there's there, that there's no criminal record now or something for process or for shoplifting under really? seven hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, San Francisco is wild. Yeah, so San that's Francisco why everybody is just stealing wild. everything. I, I don't know if that's true. I, I'm not, but that's what the chat's saying too. There's a lot of people apparently from San Francisco out there, so they're giving us the details here right now. Well, you yeah. can't arrest them if they steal under a certain amount. San Francisco, I, San Francisco I have no is idea a who made that place. law. Change that law. Because if you're stealing anything, you should be arrested, in my opinion. I, I just, my opinion. I don't like shoplifting. And obviously, if you're not going to prosecute shoplifters, shoplifting is going to increase substantially. It's kind of common sense. Do you, do you, have, a, do you have an algorithm for that, Dennis? That, uh, uh, I think that I think should. a positive correlation between not prosecuting shoplifters and shoplifting going up is probably quite high. Who said the coldest winter was a summer in San Francisco? Frank Sinatra. No, the coldest. I would guess probably same. Who was it? <laughs> no, it's not no a bad. Idea. I bet you. What about? Let's go to the chat. I know uh, we got some old. I bet, you that, that, I bet you I'm not that far off. Mark Twain. Mark oh, Twain. Mark Twain said that or sang that? He, I thought he just said things. He I said too. I didn't say. I, I thought you said sang. sang, it. sang it. I, said it I heard sang. sang. Didn't Mark, you hear sang? No. Mark no. Mark Twain also said. My favorite place to shoplift is in Walgreens. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, not anymore. Want... They're closing six stores, so yeah. so that's what you get. Shoplifters at Walgreens. You're not gonna be able to shoplift anymore there because they're closing the stores down. Okay. There wasn't. There's that not was a lot on. of stuff on the on the. Sh- I don't know about the supply. They might be having some supply chain issues. Well, you know, maybe people are stealing everything, but it's weird. Like yeah, you go in there, anything in stock. It's all free. <laughs> <laughs> this is the right. source of the supply chain issues. The, the right. petty theft in San Francisco. All right, let's quit picking I, up. I, I'm, bringing this back. I'm bringing this back. I know because we're really. I mean, going they get rid of Wag. Here. First of all, why do you get rid of Wag? They bought they bought Boots Alliance and then they booted it, didn't they? They don't. Have, yeah, I, I, I think. And I they, think they, boots, they changed I think their symbol. Green boots. No, no, no. They sold boots. They did. Well, then why yeah. is it still in the name? I still it's, got Walgreens boots in there. No, I don't know. Walgreen Boots Alliance, WBA. That's what it stands yeah, for. Yeah, and it was Wag. I mean, what a great. Uh, okay. oh, I know. Wag was awesome. I said right. Wag the dog. I'm moving us on here to Boeing. Report this morning from the Wall Street Journal that Boeing is dealing with a, another manufacturing problem. This this one is on the 787 Dreamliner. I guess oh, they have geez. these titanium the parts. Saga. These titanium parts are not as strong as they're supposed to be, apparently. And, um, just another in a continuing series of manufacturing hiccups for Boeing, though not airlines. involving the 737 Max. So I guess that's something. Airlines, airline makers, there's just it, there's there's definitely an overall trend in these things, and it's not up. So Boeing's been a consolidation station for a while here. I guess Boeing's kind of just been consolidating here around 200 to 250. 
Ah, uh, I don't know. Until you they... can start really showing some life here. Maybe, maybe this is one you sit on and maybe eventually it comes back. But, you know, again, if you're, you know, not to believe that business travel is coming back, then it's not good news for Boeing either. So uh, the business travel I, on the airline. I don't, I don't really, I, I think, when are they going to, I'll buy Boeing when they start making smaller airplanes. Because I just think these these big jetliners, man. I just I don't know. I think travel is going to be. You're going to need the smaller planes. You're going just, overseas on vacation. Yeah, overseas on vacation. Business traveler is not coming back, and that's why I stay away from the airlines. Delta There's just been got easier well, places you, for your money. Did There's you see so Delta yesterday? Place. They that thing opened up at uh, it. Just sniffed yesterday's low and then there's so many bag holders in there. I mean, in all these airlines, it's tough for them to go higher. I mean, they've had nice rallies from the blows back when we thought everything was ending, you know, back in April and March of 2020. They've had a nice rally, but where are they going now? I mean, we've had some dilution in a lot of these stocks too, which we already had the dilution talk, and that's never good. I don't think any of these companies diluted themselves to the degree that AIG did. But at the same time, that shows share counts go up. You got to figure out, okay, well, to get back to the highs, where's the market cap got to go? Does that make sense? So a lot of people where they have flawed analysis, they just look, oh, this stock was $60. So eventually it'll get back to $60. Well, if they've diluted themselves, it's harder for that to happen. Um, I don't have all the airline dilution in front of me, but I can remember a lot of offerings um, back. And I don't know if it was Delta or who it was, but there was some offerings back a year ago. So all of that dilution adds up. I mean, it's the same thing with AMC. There was some dilution here too. So you know, you add it up, and you know, AMC is its own animal. Ooh, what Nobody do you think? You think the ape, you think the apes are uh, planning an attack soon? Look at that. Uh, look at Probably. that AMC. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, look at that. Quiet. It, it is in consolidation stations, so it's there. You got a little double bottom from the last couple of days here. It does its own thing. You can't apply fundamental analysis to that thing right now. Eventually, I believe you will be able to. Right now, you can't. So I just kind of stay away from that. Although I do trade AMC and GME together. We know I like to pair trade those. How is GME? We haven't talked about that. Yeah, look, look at, at that charts. monthly chart. Wait, Mitch, what's up? That monthly chart on GME. We've been talking about that for a while. GME's starting to set up. Yeah, it, it's got a set up there. The, I, the reason I can't get behind it is I just can't grasp the you know and obviously as a trade you shouldn't be looking at fundamentals anyways but i just can't grasp the concept of gme as 184 dollars stock with a market cap of da, 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 20. grabbing it you know and then you compare it around yeah 13 billion dollars so i don't know yeah seems like a lot of money to play for a video game um okay we have a, a few minutes left i, I want to cover dominoes as well this morning DPZ. they had earnings um it didn't doesn't seem as bad to me as everyone's making it out to be so here's the headline numbers for dominoes okay yeah. their, their earnings per share beat their sales missed uh by a little bit there uh what everyone is is hanging their hat on though is that same store sales in the u.s declined they actually fell uh, 1.9%. It was the first time in like eight years that same store sales in the U.S. had declined in Domino's on a year-over-year basis. However, if you look international, their same store sales grew. Well, I just had it up here. I think it was um, uh, it, it was almost nine percent. And international represents two thirds of their locations, right? Two thirds of their of their footprint is outside the U.S. 
So, you know, you know, I, I, I don't know how big a deal one quarterly decline in same store sales in the U.S. is when you compare it to a nine, almost nine percent same store sales growth for two thirds of their stores outside the U.S. Um, but that seems to be what everyone's hanging their head on this morning is, is, is the U.S. same store sales decline. Uh, it's a stay at home play to a certain extent. I mean, when, during the pandemic of last year, I ordered Domino's, we ordered Domino's pizza as a family. I felt like I feel like twice a month. Yeah. So and we haven't been ordering Domino's at all because we're actually going out. You sit on a patio, you can do some stuff, you know, like you're, you're enjoying yourself a little bit more. So as the reopening trade has come back and, you know, to a certain extent it failed. But uh, as people are going out and doing more things, they don't need as much Domino's pizza. With that being said, this is the best one of the best run companies out there. It's like Chipotle that just, you know, has its, you know, passes trades at a higher valuation than its peers. The simple reason is that they do everything right. So do I believe Domino's Pizza is going back to 400 and Katie barred the door were going down? I don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised if the dip gets bought. Uh, you're taking out uh, some important support at 470. So now that's going to be your resistance. So I, I, until it get back above 470, path of least resistance is lower. You are taking out your low from uh, July, which was 461. Ah, ah, this is tough. Did four, I'll, I'll just give you the pre-market low as a, a potential area, but I'm not going to drill back on the dailies, but I do have an idea. Remember how oh boy, uh, when I was in good. Ann Arbor, when, you know, if they didn't deliver it within 30 minutes. Yeah, yes, yes. And you, I, we you used, used to, to cheat. You used to. You used we used to, to park. We, we lived on a one-way cool. street. Greenwood, yes, and we used to park our car, you yes. know, so the guy couldn't get through. Well, now if they don't bring your food out to you in two minutes, it's free. Have you seen those commercials? No, have you seen oh, those oh, commercials? Go into the you, store you and if order if you like go to the store and then send your car? Or no, yeah. like if you like do a, a carry out or something, you know, oh. you call in and you go pick it up. But how, you could just stick, stick something in the door so they couldn't open the door for two Joel, minutes. you're they teaching didn't... bad things on this show. Evil <laughs> things, Joel. Change how to get those quickly, Spencer, bad. before we get Joel no. prosecuted here yeah. for doing mean things. Yeah, do you remember I'll... when Domino's went on that? that... PR campaign where they're paid the road the the roads in, in Michigan are so bad, and and Domino's is a Michigan based company that they went on this campaign where they're like we're gonna pay the roads in Michigan because they're messing up our our deliveries uh, they're messing up the pizzas in the car because it's, it's an Ann Arbor Michigan company yeah, yeah, yeah. Domino's Farms out yeah. there. Um, company does everything right. Love the company. I'd actually be a buyer of the dip. I'm not don't know if I'm coming on the first day, but maybe okay. I, I have no position in it. I don't really intend to put a position in a Domino's pizza, but. I, I, I think the dip probably gets bought. Okay. Uh, well, a couple more stocks on my list here. Your biggest losers of the morning so far are your Chinese brokerage names. So Tiger, T-I-G-R, which is UpFintech, and Futu, which is F-U-T-U. Why are those your biggest losers? Because there was a update on some Chinese government website that basically was like, hey, these Chinese bro- these brokerage companies, which basically allow – Chinese nationals to invest in like U.S. companies, U.S. stocks. Uh, we think you're probably in violation of some of our new regulations. So more Chinese more government torching yeah. their companies. Yeah. I mean, this is just makes me so not want to invest in China. And every time we come in once a week, we're coming in. There's a new sector getting hit because of regulation. I mean, I, I don't know what to say anymore. 
like I said, I own that piece of Alibaba, but and I've got an ETF. That, I've got some emerging markets ETFs, but those are full of Japan, Singapore, and they're becoming more and more full of Japan, probably, and, and the other emerging market. Or I don't know if emerging markets, um, but Asian. Sorry, I said emerging, but the Asian markets there. Um, I think you've just got this nonstop, you know, sell any bounce in any Chinese stocks because the money managers are nervous. We just don't know what the next, you know, thing they're going to do. So yep. I, I just can't get interested in investing in China. Not with all oh, this regulation. Joel, Joel's looking at the Japan ETF. Yeah, look at that pullback, Dennis. And you know what? That coincides nicely with the rally in the FXI over the course of the last week. So you can see money. Okay, well, we're going to start pulling it back. Look at FXI. Look, at there's a negative correlation between Japan and China. That's been happening for a little bit here. Go further out in the charts, you know, and that's our job is to identify correlations and how to profit from them. But I mean, I don't think it's coincidental that Japan and China has a negative correlation right now because there is investors that are like, okay, well, you know, here's China's stock starting to show some life. Let's move some of this money back out. If you're staying within Asia, if you're staying within Asia, then I think you're, you know, as you're moving money out of China, you got to stay within Asia. You're going to go to Singapore, you're going to go to Japan. And if you start to move money back into China, then you go the other way. But I think this uh, this balance in Chinese stocks is to be sold. So I'd actually be a buy. The, I'd actually buy the dip on the Jap- Japanese stocks. I, I I've got a couple Japanese funds. I think wow. I would buy it as well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I I just got so you're looking read. EWJ. I actually believe I own the Canadian equivalent of EWJ. I might even own EWJ direct because you know Canadians uh, buy the Canadian Japanese funds. But I I actually like that pullback. It's a nice pullback. Ten percent. Yeah, it over the is. course I of the last month, I'd be a buyer of the dip on EWJ. Uh, I got a request. I haven't been giving the dad jokes of the day lately. No, we keep forgetting. Yes, uh, I'll give you Wednesday. Dads love to tell you how important it is to learn to drive a stick shift. <laughs> Do they yeah, even okay. make stick shifts anymore? For the yeah. <laughs> I got a good <laughs> question. I got They're going to be question. getting rid of that. Probably who can drive standard. stick here? Who's I can. Driving? It's 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 been on my to do list to learn. That's for fun like, for like it's fun. years. Hell yeah! I yeah. suck at it. My wife, her first car, we had a stick shift, and then I'd have to go drive that thing, and I was like, I'm terrible because right. I didn't. Hey. I had an automatic as my first car, so I, I think you've never it. driven a car until you've done a burnout. <laughs> okay. Man, and then, take a video of you doing a burnout and then bring it on to the show. And then I for today, it's I got dad's... some in my older days when I had a Mustang. <laughs> we want to see the Mitch burnout. Uh, dads love to complain that people are on their phones too much these days. That's, uh, that, that's I like, I'm on my I like phone to right now about that too. So I am one of those dads. It's like people go on a date. You see these young young people going okay, on a okay. date. All right, and they're like, on dating apps. Well, they're on dating apps, <laughs> and then they go out on the physical date, and you look, and they're both on their cell phones because they got to update their status on what they're physically doing. Okay, you know? so I'm bringing us back to the market. Talk to each other. That's how the date's supposed to work. Let's, all right, let's do some. I agree time with here. That, that statement. I agree with that, Dad. That's let's not even a some, joke. That's reality. Do some ticker time here. I'm, I was writing a couple of them down. Let's take a look at Tattooed Chef TTCF. Oh, a long time. I know. Look First at the time, consolidation station here, oh, Mr. Israel. Yeah. Look at the eye on this guy. Question is, has it been down here too low? But support is support until it's broken. And we talked about that huge level in Hood. I have not looked at this chart. There's a huge level in the tattooed shaft. So you got your setup here. 1779, the low of the move. Do you get an undercut and rally? Maybe you do. Maybe you got to give yourself to 17. 
um, to give yourself some wiggle room if you're doing yeah, it. I don't follow the fundamentals of this company whatsoever. I'll just say you have a setup here. The one issue I would have is that it's maybe been down here for too long. And usually they don't give you a chance to buy the bottom this many times. But with everything starting to move higher, you're at support and support is support until it's broken. So if you're taking the shot, stop yourself out and under, you know, well, I'd stop out under 17, maybe 1750. Yeah, I'll let you do that. That's that's all you. Are You're now. not doing that one. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. No tattoos. Uh, okay. For Joel. A few people have been every day. We get asked about SoFi. It's it's. Oh my gosh. It's made a move. We're, we're basically almost back in my cost basis now. I'm like less than a dollar away. Uh, so. They always you. come back unless you're an AIG. Oh, yeah. what, what's the news on it today? I just there, there, there has not been. There has not Kramer been. Pump. Kramer pump. Kramer pump. It was on Mad Money. He gave six fintechs, and then he said the you know the the small one or the you know the one that he was really he he pumped it pretty hard. No, it was that, actually it wasn't even trading works. up. And then what's that, Spencer? That, that only works when it's already in an uptrend. He the got trend. on it, and I watched it go from nineteen to nineteen fifty during his segment. So he had six fintech stocks that he thought you know the banks of the future. And SoFi was one of them. He so went Square PayPal. They both ripped on it. And then he had Upstart in there. He had a firm in there. Who was the other one? And then he finished with SoFi. And SoFi ripped from 19 to 1950 on his segment. He can move stocks. Uh, it was pesky at 19. That was the level I gave yesterday. And uh, now it obliterated it so far. So now if you want to buy it, that would have been one that's fun to trade during the day. You know, if it, wow, if it opens up at 19, 1902. Well, yeah, I got the 1931 yesterday. So I don't know. Pre-market high, 1980. And I got nothing in here. Nothing here for you on the monthly. He's got to take you start out that thinking 20 bucks, high. big 20 round bucks, number. Yeah, probably I mean, some optionality there. Probably, you know, you're coming into that. So I would think 20 is me. Yeah. I don't, uh, I'm not coming in here now. I was in it. I sold it. I, I literally sold this thing like, I don't know, like two weeks ago. It had the big run. I bought it at the 14. See the hugging, the hugging, the hugging. I bought it in the mid 14s because I had that level to lean on. It ran to 18, then it had the little pullback. I actually just think I sold this like like five days ago. So I sold it way wrong um, because the last three days just blasted off. So disappointed in myself. I didn't hold this one better. But that's me. I already sell too soon. What about, up, what about Upwork? I haven't looked at Upwork for a while. Is it still breaking out the new highs? or? Uh, well, it pulled back a long ways, and then you got this ridiculous run yeah, from the last five days. So oh, if yeah, you're buying it now, holy mackerel, chase, chasing, chasing, chasing. This stock a week ago was 45 bucks. Now it's 57. I'm not buying something that we're just ran 25% in six days on no news. Not the candle you want to see yesterday, right? And uh, these are not the had, candles you're looking for. Yeah, no. yeah. We, I mean, if it holds 56.16, that was the low. Boom. But uh, after that, it looks like you got a little drop off 54.66. So. What you're looking at this made that high now that 5946 that just looks so far away now, you know. So I can't can't give you a good level on the upside. High close of the move was yesterday at 5660. Well, what about Garmin here? Stock that just always goes up. What's it doing? Yeah, I haven't looked at it. Oh, look, it's not been going up lately. Garmin, the monster stock that this has been, and I mean monster, 2016, 40 dollars. You're looking at a stock that's one up 400% in better than five years. The stock has been an absolute monster. It's a pullback. You got to set up low of the move, 152.50. You're not far off the low of the move. 
you could take a shot. The problem is you do have some overhead supply from all the bag holders from the last month and a half. So it's not easy sledding. It gets easier above 160. Until mm-hmm. then, Much it's like easier. guilty until proven innocent. Did I do a good job, Joel? Yeah, excellent on that one. Yeah, A little early to look for a 50% bounce in this one, but uh, good support. Support is support until it's taken out. 153.29, 153.33, too low. Same area, not bad. All right, here's one we haven't talked about for a while. Enphase, E-N-P-H, Enphase Energy. Who brought this up? Katrina One of the best the breeds. Who did the short report on Enphase? I think it was Spruce Point, but don't quote Holy me because I don't remember. That was a bad short report. That, was, um, that took it to 40, right, or something like that? I think like so. That, it's like at 170 now, so hopefully you weren't following that short report. I'm not sure who it was. We were guessing Spruce Point. It might not have been, but um, I, I'll tell you, this one has just been one of the best solar stocks. So if you uh, look it, at the best it was not. Solar, I, it was not Spruce Point. I'm sorry. Was it? I don't know, but it wasn't Spruce sorry, Point. Sorry, Spruce Point. We, we said that the other day, and it wasn't Spruce Point. We keep picking on Spruce Point. Sorry, Spruce Point. Uh, S-E-D-G and E-N-P-H have been best to breed in the solar sector for a long time. I don't know if that changes anytime soon. I still think I want to be a investor in solar stocks. The problem is they just ran tan. Look Found at tan. It, it, it was prescience. I just can't even say that word. Prescience we, point. We missed it. We missed the run here. We got to wait for a pullback now, in my opinion. Tan has run in three days from 79 to 89. Though so that is just a crazy move. Um, I'm still on Sun Power. It's one of the only solar stocks I've got left. I wish I had still had it all, but I sold the trade portion of it. Um, first solar, I've been in and out of a few times. I, I like all these stocks on pullbacks. On yeah, this. if you're looking for resistance, you're trading up on a little under 17,000 shares. Two highs to contend with. 177.69. That was your September 3rd high. That's not far away. And then got some room up to 180.31. That was your high on September 2nd. Is Hood ever going to get does. off the $40 level, Joel? No. 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 It's going to be, it's a magnet to it. It can't get away from it. Maybe Monday releases it. Maybe there's some optionality there. I didn't look at it. I'm just assuming there is at the 40. Um, wow. I just got to say this $40 has just been a magnet. It can't seem to get away from it, but support is support until it's broken. That's my thoughts on Hood. Same as yesterday, same as the day before, same Wait. as last week. 40 is huge. I mean, Mitch was here for a sec because I you know Mitch likes solar. Mitch, I yeah, know we'll... you know, one of the things is we've been talking about relationships, right? Dennis yes. and Joel, we're going to talk relationships this weekend. And one of the things that I did is I actually used stock odds to confirm my probability look in solar. Um, if you guys don't know what stock odds, that's definitely check it out. We're going to be there. Rob, definitely check it out. Um, but what I liked is that it started pointing up to the probability of FSLR, SPWR. Um, I really like the run chart. If you look at run that, that looks awesome right off the bottom. Um, multiple Big times moves already though. I feel like you should have been in them three days ago. That's the hard part. The yeah. solar has been running with a tough market, right? And so yeah. everyone's looking for pockets of strengths. I think this is one of those. Of course, you got to look for pullbacks now. You know, four-day run, you don't want to be jumping in right here. But I, I definitely say pay attention to solar going into November and December. All right. The last chart, this is one for me. Let's pull up the GLD for a minute. I am. I don't want to miss this. So You were talking we, about it a couple days ago. So yeah, I, know, days ago. I know. I know. I know. So I now I, I missed that yesterday, clearly. So now I wait for the pullback, right? 
We set up the trade in silver. Go rewind yeah. the tape. It was 2090. And I said, if you wanted to do it, I didn't do it. I wish I would have. But I said, stop yourself on 2065. You're risking a quarter. It's up almost a buck from there now, SLV. Gold's going to move similarly. I mean, the setup was there. I think you wait for a little pullback because I don't like to chase okay. anything. It's not a huge move, but I just don't like to chase anything. And gold just doesn't seem to move $30 and go straight up. Yeah. Maybe it goes another, it just keeps going straight up. It is the textbook inflation trade. We talked about this too. And then we're saying, is there a possible catch-up trade here? Maybe, but we're saying, we're also saying it hasn't been performing. Why? I don't know why. And that's why I laid off of it. But right yeah. now, the inflation trade is getting more and more talk. So as people talk about inflation, you start to see, obviously, you know, uh, movement up here um, in gold and silver. It is the inflation trade from the textbook. Whether or not it's going to perform, I'm still skeptical. Okay. All right. We got to wrap it up. It's 9 o'clock. The Benzinga Canvas Kappa Conference is going live right now. Dennis, congratulations to you on your first place, Edmonton Oilers. You're in first Well, they blew it last night, but then thank goodness for Mike Smith, who bailed us out in overtime, and then we won the shootout. Joel, I'll catch you later. Yeah, no no, uh, at the the close today? Correct, no at the close today. We'll do it. Mitch, are you around there? You want to do at the close with me on uh, premarketprep.com? You out there? Send me out. Send me, okay. All right, I'm going to hop over. We missed a lot of symbols here. Spencer's like, what just happened? You didn't invite me. That's okay. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Spencer. I don't want to do it anyway. That's fine. Everyone hit that like button, All right, let's go cover some some tickers. All right, hit that like button, please, and thank you. Have a good rest of your day. The Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference is going live right now in person. It's, it's, It's so exciting. Stay tuned for that. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.